Gregory bravely sacrificed himself to become the ship's rudder. <laughs> I think that's false. Oh, uh, Master Splinter's super totes mad. What? Yes! Yeah. yeah! Two broomsticks at the same time. Expecto Patronum! You'll never amount to anything! Completely false. If it was Andy's girthy candy, there's no way they'd ever change that So, name. so, wait, is it goblins? Did I get it wrong? Oh, this one is true! I am chocolate. <laughs> and the theme of today's podcast is... Wait, are we still in the intro? Hello and welcome back, listeners, to the Allegedly Podcast, where me and my co-host get a mystery topic coupled with some mystery facts, and it's our job to figure out which facts are real and which facts are fake. My name is Alex, and with us always is... Joe. Hi. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. I'm kind of sad at this week I don't get to see your see your face. No, we're, we're kind of just back to the normal, normal thing, so I gave a normal opening <laughs> yeah, you know, just a just another day in the allegedly podcast world got a little got a little taste we got a little taste of uh of excitement <laughs> now we're just now we're back the uh it was funny you were down last week and we did our live show which was which was surprisingly super crazy it was awesome right mm. and then um <laughs> like my whole family caught covid Yes, and uh, I ran. Yeah, that was chaos. So I, I ran away. I ran away from the COVID. Yeah, it was. It was. It was the most bizarre thing. Out of two years, we've never had it. The one week that you decide to like roll up and say, "Hey, we catch it." God bless America. <laughs> it was awesome. So, uh, yeah, sorry for no show last week. I was. I was recovering. Uh, the writer was down and out. Right, she she could not lift a finger, so there was no way we could even get content out, even if we wanted to. So we do apologize for that. But this week we are fresh, we are healthy, and we are ready to go. Yeah, I mean, on the plus side too, it gave me time to play mini putt. So oh yeah, of course. I mean that is so that was that was nice. <laughs> that, yeah, you get get on the green in, early in the morning. You know. Yeah. Not, not yeah. The, <laughs> the the mini putt green. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, crack at noon. <laughs> yep. Still polishing off that, that third warm beer that you had because you had to buy them in threes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was just me, though. Yeah. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Ain't no shame, dude. We've all had those days where we just mini-putt on our own. Still beats pickleball. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> but, hey, it's your official sport, so. I know, dude, and now that I've, ever since I've learned that, I've seen it everywhere. So, <laughs> allegedly podcast, the gift that gives and takes away. <laughs> All right, are you ready to get to the podcast topic for today? Let's let's hope it's COVID facts. Ah, dude. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> like we we know a lot about them. The plagues. <laughs> we actually haven't done that one yet, so it could be on the docket. <laughs> Just in time for Thanksgiving. Yep. All the holidays that bring your family together, here are the facts of Reasons why you might want to stay away. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. So today's podcast topic is classical music. Sweet. Sweet. Well, you're a music guy. How much do you know about classical music? That doesn't mean I I know my classical composers. Yes, it does. Angus Young. Kirk Hammett, James Hetfield, those are classic rock. Classic is in the name. Do you know them? 
Little Richard. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, she has on here, nerd note, classical is used colloquially here to refer to the genre, not the musical era. Facts may be from the Baroque, Mm. classical, romantic, or modern eras, medieval times to present. So the source notes, Wikipedia, Classic FM, were extremely helpful in the making of this podcast. So shout out to Wikipedia. Go support them. They're open source. And then Classical FM, I guess you guys are cool too. (laughs) Yeah, I've never known like classical people to be... uh, Like some of them are snooty, but they're not like... They're not evil. Like you can't... You can't be uh, can't be a too big of a dick and like classical music because it it's fucking classical. I know. Music. Well, there was that one dude, remember that uh, fucking died, fed his family the poison mushrooms. That guy was a classical composer. Oh, that's right. I remember. Him. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I guess you can be a moron. He's like, look, yeah. See, but being stupid doesn't mean you're a dick either. You're just dumb. Right. He could have been really nice. He just really he wanted to he just really wanted a good mushroom dish. Yeah. So, you know, he could have been uh could have been really nice about it, you know? Right. And then apologized to the uh to the chefs as he was dying, so you never know. Hmm. Like you can't like it's you know, it's a thing like there's all those garage band assholes that were like, I was there when the band first started. <laughs> you can't say that with Bach because that was in the fucking 1600s, you know? Yeah, <laughs> right? So you can't say you were there, man. Yeah, but and you like, can't be... You most... can't... You can't, uh, you know... You can't call someone a sellout and use the word concerto. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I mean... But a lot of these guys are composers, too, right? They wear two hats. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's not just... Like Mozart, right? He wasn't just a dude that played piano. He was also a classical composer. Right composing operas and symphonies and all that stuff so like mm-hmm. it's hard to be like that band member has been like i've been with mozart i am mozart's first chair flute right. <laughs> every yeah. time i am there and somebody's like you know mozart's like sorry we got a new first chair and he's like this is our shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? all right dude are you ready to go uh fact number one see what we're dealing with because this could be a curveball red herring right <laughs> Um, yeah, let's do it. Let's oh. go. I couldn't think of a... Let, let's fucking rock me, Amadeus. <laughs> I see what you did there. All right, here we yeah. go. <laughs> Fact number one. A con man performing traveling eye surgeries was responsible for blinding two of the most famous composers in history, Bach and Handel. <laughs> I don't know who Handel is, and I'm trying to be like, was Bach blind? I don't know. I'm, But he wasn't blind. No, he wasn't blind because he was blinded. This dude rolled up and was like, right, that's what I mean. Cataracts? Like, I, I got I got something. Yeah. Ice pick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> See, your problem I just, is. I don't, remember, I don't remember hearing anything about Bach being blind, like <laughs> losing his sight. The problem is you have a lens in your eye, so you got to remove that. Yeah. Makes everything back into focus. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I can 100% believe that there was a con man who just did eye surgery for no apparent fucking reason. <laughs> like, but, I mean, two? Like, you'd think after he blinded the first one, he'd stay the fuck away from him. Well, he was a con, con man. This is... Dude. That's true. The stuff that happens today, I mean, they had a litigation out in Texas, like, in, like, the 70s up. 
where like this surgeon, there's tons of podcasts on this guy. I actually don't know his name, but he'd roll in. He'd fucking perform surgery on multiple patients, like cripple or kill these patients, like legitimately history Mm -hmm. of failing to perform surgery. All the hospital did was like force him to leave, writing him a letter of recommendation for a separate hospital. Then he'd go and do the Mm. same shenanigans. Like that happens today, you know, like there's no way that like this, this con man's only per he blinded two composers. He probably blinded. Obvi- yeah, and obviously, you could travel faster than letter. So, <laughs> I, know. I mean, you, you were probably, probably delivering the letter before anyone caught on. Yeah, yeah, you were probably the one delivering the letter. You were traveling. With it. Like, <laughs> My side job's also postman. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, not gonna deliver this one. Got an application. Go file for that hospital. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so I just, I, you know, I just, I don't remember, I don't remember hearing anything about Bach losing sight. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I mean, Beethoven was deaf. Deaf. Right. Like, I, yeah, like that's a thing you hear all the time. Cause then, like he still composed even after losing his hearing. And then Mozart died prematurely, right? He got sick. Syphilis, y- yeah. right? Yeah. I was like, I mean, prematurely by fucking dude. Yeah. Yeah. He went out with a bang, if you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> um, and then uh, I think also, what's his face? Chopin, I thought he died young, didn't he? Or younger, I guess. Yeah, probably. They let all these dudes are fucking... No, Beethoven was pretty old, wasn't he? Lived to the ripe I old age no of like 36. <laughs> it was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> all right, well, let's, let's, let's... You know what? We got to do the allegedly thing where... If we don't know if it's a true 50-50 and it's a weird factoid, let's go the opposite of what we want, right? So if we want this to be true because it's funny, let's go false so that if it is false, we get it right so we're happy. If we're wrong, that's a fucking hilarious story. That's a, it's, that's as good of a reason as any I got. All right. Then, because uh, I want to hear... <laughs> Dude, it'd be so funny if Bach got blinded and he hates Handel. Right? And Hondel's like, my eye's been kind of hurting. And he's like, I got a guy for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be, that'd be cold-blooded. They're both now blind. And they're just, like, trying to play piano. And they're like, I'm the better blind one. <laughs> uh, all right, dude. Then let's go false that a con man performing traveling eye surgeries was responsible for blinding two of the most uh, famous composers in history, Bach and Handel. Three, two, one, bam. Oh, it's true. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, here we go. Heavy hitters Johann Sebastian Bach and George Frederick Handel never met but had a lot in common. Born just one month apart in Germany in 1685, both churned out Baroque banger after Baroque banger. Both suffered from painful eye diseases in middle age. Q traveling eye surgeon John Taylor, a charlatan who would roll into town, make a flashy production of performing miraculous eye surgeries in the town square, declaring success to the crowds, and hit the road before the bandages came off. Taylor operated on Bach and Handel within the same year. But the only thing he did successfully was blind Handel and kill Bach. Holy shit. Who died from post-operative infection four months later. Oh. 
The procedure for cataracts, which neither man had, involved cutting into the eye and crushing the lens without mm. antibiotics or anesthesia. It almost mm. always made you blind, and if infection developed, you were treated with bloodletting, laxatives, and eye drops of pigeon blood. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. What the fuck? So, like, he's just like, don't worry, I'm gonna fucking, here's, <laughs> could you imagine, like, you remember when they, the doctor walks you through an operation, he's like, okay, we're gonna make a small incision here, and we're gonna go mm-hmm. in with microscopic, all that shit, right? Like, imagine just calmly talking to Bach, right? Like, just being like, okay, here's what's gonna happen. We're gonna, yeah. hit, we're gonna hit you, we're gonna hit you with this brick. That's gonna put you down. Good. 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 Yes, it's good brick. German made. Next, we're gonna Ooh. cut and make a little incision into your eye. Nothing big. But just okay. enough to fit these fork tongs in, and we're gonna we're gonna like crush the lens. You don't need the lens, right? That's the source of your pain. Um, well, the, there's no no red flags there. No, 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 no. I am a professional. All right. I, I got to say, what about pigeon blood? So that actually comes post op, right? I uh, diagnose you with three eye drops of uh, pigeon blood every hour on the hour. Okay. And then, if that doesn't work, we have pigeon poop too. Pigeon poop ointment has I been was, known. I was I was curious about that. Yeah, yeah. So, when all is said and done, I'm going to put these bandages on you. Okay, we're going to give you heaping doses of painkillers, also known as just hitting you with a brick again. And I have other patients to see in six towns over, so I will have to go as soon as possible. Well, <laughs> when can we do it? <laughs> You know what? I just put my horse in the stable, and uh, my equipment is uh, in the uh, wagon. So just hop on in here, and uh, we'll get started. <laughs> Ooh, just a nice roll in the hay. <laughs> okay, wait. So she has more, though, here. So for context, the 17th century was also a time when Newton just blew everyone's sits off with gravity. So he just showed gravity. John Milton was being milked daily for <laughs> john winthrop ate a fork at in massachusetts bay horrifying bystanders and setting use for forks back 150 years so all this 1665 1667 and 1633 is around the time when this happened so forks were just being accepted by people uh john milton was writing paradise lost and then uh newton discovered gravity so not a whole lot of surprising they use pigeon blood right <laughs> well the problem is that it wasn't pure pigeon blood oh obviously they it was yeah. probably those french pigeons to be honest with you Oof, gross you know like those pigeons get around right you gotta use those pure german pigeons yeah Duh. you know those germans impurity <laughs> da <laughs> um, so Hondel was so desperate to fix his sight that he went back and had more eye surgeries from John Taylor until he was totally <gasps> blind. So, no. yep. So, the, oh. you know, that old saying when at first you don't succeed blind and blind again, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Keep stabbing your eyes. Yes. He's, he's like, here's the problem. Okay. Mr. Hondel, we didn't stab at the right angle. Okay. <laughs> I, there, I, I left a little bit of lens in there just in case. Yeah. We got to crush all of that. Yeah. So, look, I've been performing surgeries for a whole year and a half now. All right. And I can tell you that you have too much lens. All right. I thought I got it. That was my fault. Okay. I'm going to go back in and get it. So, this, this surgery is for free? Uh, sure. 
for free until after the surgery. But but you, you, you're the one who left all the lens in. Look, I charge per the lens, per square inch of the lens. All right, you got a deal last time. Let's just say you're paying off the rest of that deal. All right. What, what, what are inches? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Centimeters. Oh, you got so scientific there on me. I'm just a simp- I'm just a humble composer. <laughs> oh. This is called a hammer, just like in the piano. Except I'm mm. gonna, instead of hitting a key, I'm going to use it to bonk you. Good night. Well, Well, there you have it, dude. So, yes, they were blinded. Holy shit. That was a a depressing story. Well, my God. Yeah, holy moly. Well, two two of them are blind, uh, and I guess we were blinded by the truth, too. That was ridiculous. (laughs) Uh, Moral of that story, if you have a traveling eye surgeon, you know, going through your town, uh, don't get eye surgery from him, no matter how good he is. I would say I would stay away from traveling surgeon. Just I mean, in general, don't don't. Hey, look, what, just because one a bad apple, right? I mean, dude, I I, I got surgery on this one, uh, my the foot surgeon that comes around town every once in a while. You know, I went from no limping to a little limping. Okay, that was amazing. <laughs> oh, you got I, the good limp he, on, huh? Yeah, he, he's like, well, he says he says I could be like limping way worse. Right? I'm not limping way worse. Okay? Hey, success. Right. <laughs> I didn't know I didn't know removing planners words left you limping. He said I was lucky to keep the foot at all. So oh, well. <laughs> he, he does I mean he does have a degree from Arizona U. So. <laughs> Heard their online courses are amazing. Phoenix University, bro. That's right, Phoenix University. <laughs> oh shit. Hey, hey, Joe here from Allegedly. Real quick, I want to tell you about this week's sponsor, Newsly. Newsly is an audio app for your iOS or Android that picks up the most trending articles from the topics that are most important to you, and here's the trick, reads them to you in a natural human voice. From the Batman to Bitcoin, Kiev to the Kardashians, follow any topic your heart desires. And while you're there, go ahead and check out their featured podcasts from over 50 countries, like say, I don't know, allegedly. I've been using it for over a week now, and I'm loving the convenience of having my news and podcasts all in one place. So come and join me by clicking the link in the description and downloading Newsly for free. As an added bonus, go ahead and use the promo code allegedly and receive one month of their premium subscription for free. Stop scrolling and start listening. Okay, back to the show. All right, Dave, you ready for fact number two? Yeah. Oh, da, here we go. <sighs> fact number two. The Vienna Philharmonic Orchestra did not admit women as permanent members until 1967. Uh, the only way that's false is if it was 2007. <laughs> that might even still be true. It could be. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> I believe so. I mean, well, the Phil, yeah, because well, the Opera House would have uh, had women singers, but the Philharmonic probably didn't have female um, musicians. Like, what's the what's the reasoning behind that? Just pure and unadulterated sexism. Like, is is flute um, flute's a man's game? Yeah, basically. I mean, no, no dissing the flute. In all honesty, I've done like pretty much all the instruments. And like band and orchestra and flute is by far the hardest. So 
props to anybody that can like fucking shred on a flute, dude. Right. Um, but like, I mean, per following allegedly rules, um, history is typically depressing. So I'm going to go with the depressing answer. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to the depressing answer. Um, but I think, I mean, I think like a lot of things, it was kind of a main, like, um, they didn't allow like female actors on stage, um, until like the 15, 1600s. Like it was, it was all cross-dressing, uh, like for a long time. Like, how does that, how is that better? That's what I'm trying to figure out. It's like, no, the women got to tend to the children. So I'm going to go, okay, up on stage with uh, the neighbor Gary. He's going to dress as a woman. And uh, if you see us kissing on stage, just know it's all an act. Okay? Yeah. All right? If you if you see mm-hmm. us, like, fucking wrestling in the back room, it's wrestling and we're men, and this is what men do. Okay? Just know it's all acting. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's not, like... Like the original Romeo and Juliet was two dudes. I've watched Romeo and Love. Okay, it was a chick acting like a dude. Okay, and that's why she was controversial. Yeah. Oh, duh. Um. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So I mean, that's go true. I, I guys don't need a good reason to keep women down. Yeah, I I know, right? Like, I don't. I yeah. Let's just go. Yeah, because yeah. you know. Uh, men's penis. Don't understand. Yeah, it's been me and my bros the whole fucking time. If you allow fucking Jackie in, fucking ruined. Yeah. Look, dude. Okay, I'm gonna say this in the most you know PC way I can. All right. Uh, mm. Vaginas can't play instruments. Just saying. Okay. Just saying. You need the- you need a penis to do that. How are they supposed? How are they supposed to hold their breath in when they have a giant fucking hole? <clears throat> Let's all the air out. Look, I look, and unless it's a just string, just fucking science. Just ask the eye surgeon. Yeah, look, those strings on that standing base. All right, you dig, it takes a man's strength. Okay, can't blow air into an instrument. You can't play stringed instruments like these women. You know, hmm. they're just gonna sound terrible. So we're gonna save them from the embarrassment of being in an orchestra. Okay. They can just stay home and raise the kids. We can't have a whole row of clarinets of ladies <laughs> looking like they're blowing a bunch of dicks. Okay? Think of the children. It's inappropriate. That's a man's job. <laughs> Think of 1968. Like, the yeah. year after they decided to let women in, I guarantee you there were people upset. Like, 1968 I, rolls around. Yeah. And some dude, I don't go to the orchestra to watch women blow on a clarinet, okay? Disrespectful. I, there is so much heritage and tradition here. <laughs> I'd like to think there was a burst in popularity in the orchestra in 1968, like, happy, but no. No. No, the reason they started letting women in is because, like, more people were playing rock and roll. <laughs> So they just didn't have a lot of fucking... They're like, yeah, they're like, oh, like, look at this Philharmonic of fucking 12 dudes. <laughs> Shit, I think we need to let ladies in. Yeah, like... We're losing we're losing them all to fucking... To Hendrix. <laughs> the Beatles. Yeah, look, look, look. Fucking the, re- the Beatles really took a fucking took a ch- toll on the, the Philharmonic scene. Like, there, there's like a group of dudes. All right, we gotta, we gotta save the Philharmonic. The Beatles are just thrashing us right now. Nobody gives a shit anymore. What do we do? Oh, I mean, we could let women in. It's like, okay, last 
option available. We'll keep that in our back pocket, but that was a right. dumb idea, Jerry. It was a fucking dumb idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's how I imagined it going down. Mm. Uh, all right, dude. Well, then let's go. Let's go true. Depressing. Yeah. It's kind of it's only going to get more depressing if it's like actually it was 2017. Yeah, I'm like I, the only way I think it's false is if it's actually later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. We're going to go true that the Vienna Philharmonic Orchestra did not admit women as permanent members until 1967. Three, two, one, bam. Oh, this is false. Oh. Oh, no, but it wasn't until 1997 that the Philharmonic grudgingly relented. <laughs> I, I fucking told you. That people without penises couldn't also play instruments as well. Listen, it gets crazier. Admits protests in 1997, they accepted just one woman, a harpist, who played with them since 1974 without equal pay or job security, and then went another decade before admitting any other members again, only admits public outcry in 2007. I fucking called you it. You fucking called it. I was like, but that's so ridiculous, that can't be true. Vienna was certainly not the only orchestra exhibiting sexism, racism, and strict patriarchal rule. But they were perhaps the most prideful and intentional about it. Their justification was that admitting women, women would be gambling with the emotional unity. Oh, and I'm <laughs> not even an emotional gaskishwewe, whatever fucking garbage gook that is, that this organism currently has. Also, pervasive culture narr- uh, narratives around certain instruments being unladylike because they have to go between your legs or make your face look funny. Trumpet, flute, etc. Blind auditions are now the standing for major orchestras, where the performers' identities, race, and gender are concealed from the judges for this exact reason. For context on how recent this was, the other things going on in 1997 are Harry Potter was first gifted to the world, Ross and Rachel took a break, and James Cameron went full James Cameron Titanic. So the Titanic, which is a movie the vast majority of all of us remember, mm. fucking first lady admitted to the Philharmonic. Yep. Like if Celine Dion went to Vienna to perform My Heart Will Go On, she'd be one of two ladies on stage. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're all like playing the symphony and this fucking the harpist yeah. in the background. Because it was only harp, mind you. Mm-hmm. Which, uh... I guarantee you somebody put a stink on. They're like, you don't see women cherubs playing harp. This is bullshit. <laughs> Fucking dumb. God. Harp is a man. It's only instrument. naked kids. <laughs> it's, all, it's all these young kids that want to see women play. This is bullshit. Ever since fucking Jethro Tull, fucking <laughs> flutes have fucking never been the same. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. You should get that point because you couldn't have called that more specifically. The writer's attempting to give us a point because Joe... We still we still went uh, we still went true at the end. Yeah, we got to stick to the legendly rules. But Joe, because, you, like, your intuition is I was saying spot. 2007 as a joke. Yeah. I don't know, dude. There was something in you. You just knew. Like, the energy of the universe fucking filtered through you. Hey, look. I mean, I'll take a point if you're going to give me a point. It's a tainted point, though. You know what I mean? Plus, it's a point given to us by a woman, okay? Ooh, whoa. Yeah, I'm just saying, bro. Is that a real point, okay? Is that a real point? According to the Philharmonic. Like, 
Not till 2007 it wasn't. Look, dude, I don't want to take points so, uh, that you got to put between your legs, <laughs> all right? Ugh. Yeah, make funny faces when I get that point, you know? Yeah, fucking gross. It's very... we got a real emotional unity going on here. Look, it's a... It's really fucking it up. Yeah, we, we have... <laughs> that's very unpodcaster of like of us to accept this point, okay? <laughs> but we'll take it. Yeah, What what is this, the new season of Serial? Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. But I'll we'll, we'll 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 take it. We'll take it. <laughs> I mean, if we got to. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the writer is the boss, so. <laughs> All right, well, we're one and one. Hey, hey. All right, and we did that by ourselves. Mm-hmm. No assistance. No assistance. <laughs> All right, here we go. <clears throat> Fact number three: There are two skulls in the tomb of the famed classical composer Joseph. Hayden. What? He had a conjoined twin. I was going to say he was a two-headed dude. Dude, it's probably something like it's his lover, right? Mm. Or maybe they just got confused. Maybe they... Oh, my God. Yeah, there was a grave robbing incident, and they don't know which school's which. (laughs) So they just are like... like, "Ah, Fuck it, put them both in there. Ah, Just put them both in. Fuck it, I'll go true. Yeah, fuck (laughs) it. Let's make this rapid fire. Let's go fucking true. (laughs) Because I don't know. Who's Hayden? Do you know who he is? Nope. Dude, it's probably something we all know, though. It's like a composer we don't, but it's just like... <laughs> it plays in every fucking kid's movie ever. We're like, oh, okay. <laughs> right, yeah. Um. All right, well, let's just go true. Let's just go true. Fuck it. Sound good? Let's fuck it. It sound, sounds as good as uh, two, two skulls. Yep, sounds fine. Ha! <laughs> rock and roll! All right, we're going to go true that there are two skulls in the tomb of famed classical composer Joseph Hayden. Three, two, one, bam! It is true! Nice. All right, wait. Okay, so I'm not going to read it yet, but what's the guess? You're saying grave robber incident and they couldn't decide? Yeah, I think that's... I'm going to go... Depend, s- like, depending on... I mean, it depends on what era, but, like, yeah, I'd imagine. Or, or it was a plague thing and they just put bodies in caskets. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go something similar, but I'm going to say it was because when they uh, something that had to do with cremation, and then they forgot mm. which cremation they did. <laughs> so as they were prepping the body, they forgot, and then they put him. <laughs> they were just like or, fucking ooh. dump him in the same casket. Or it's a twist, and it's not two human schools. It's like him and his dog, <laughs> and they're like his dog was his best friend or some shit. Or it could have been like a a wife, right? Like, just buried together with his wife. Maybe it was a plague Whoa, thing. Are you calling his wife a dog? Jesus, Whoa. Alex. Whoa. He's not going to stand for this. He's going to come get me now. Yeah. That's <laughs> just turned into a horror movie. Call my <laughs> wife a dog. <laughs> Composer raises from the dead. All right, here we go. <clears throat> so, Joseph Hayden is often referred to as the father of the symphony on account of befriending and mentoring Mozart tutoring oh, beethoven shit. and being an accomplished and highly admired composer himself holy shit he mentored mozart and then taught beethoven whoa jesus that that is something to have under the belt i bet he was insufferable at parties oh dude <laughs> he's like that that mozart guy yeah he was a little shit uh, but i set him straight and then beethoven yeah he couldn't hear shit while i was screaming at him but uh, i taught him well God, <laughs> All right. When he got old, he was played. <laughs> <laughs> Here he goes again with that fucking story. <laughs> yeah. 
He's like, ah, dude, just, just fucking, just give him the compliment. We can get on with the party, okay? I get it, Dad. I'm not as good as fucking Mozart. Hey, Fuck. yeah, you'll never be as good. <laughs> I hate the piano. Yeah, your mom was a cello player. Look, the Philharmonic won't even allow her in. Must not be that good. <laughs> Back to the piano. I'm going to make funny faces the whole fucking time. <laughs> Just like Mozart. <laughs> All right. When he got old, he was plagued with physical ailments that rendered him unable to compose, but his mind was less affected, leaving him in the torturous position of constantly thinking of new and innovative symphonies, but unable to communicate or write them down. When he died at 77, two phrenologists pseudoscience where you read a person's characteristics from the shape of their skull paid the mm -hmm. grave digger for his head and quickly confirmed that his muscle or music bump was fully developed totally scientific and not biased at all when the family wanted the composer's remains moved they discovered the head missing and knew immediately it was those phrenology assholes Right before police searched the dude's house, he stuffed the skull in a straw mattress under his wife and told the police she was on her period so they wouldn't go anywhere near it. <laughs> <laughs> Bitches, am I right? And they're like, ugh. All right, let's, let's go ugh, serve gross. the basement. Let's go serve through the, uh, I'm going to go search his toilet. I don't want to go near his wife. That's gross. <laughs> Fucking disgusting. I'm going to get my get my hand in that trough. <laughs> did you find anything in the bedpan <laughs> no i'm not going in the bedroom she's still there <laughs> i'm not going i heard you can't even be within 50 feet of it <laughs> it's dangerous just being in this house <laughs> it attracts bears <laughs> so they later claimed to have found the skull but were actually pulling the old switcheroo with an imposter skull called it hayden Paid the $8 for a blue check mark and problem solved. The real skull was reunited with the body in 1954. Rando head had been buried with Hayden's body for 150 years. So they left it there too. <laughs> nice. Like, well, he's grown attached to it, obviously. Yeah. Look, separation anxiety makes that skull not want to leave, right? We mm. can't just separate him. You have to give it at least a 100 or 200 year buffer before you can fucking fully remove that other skull <laughs> yeah don't be ridiculous okay so like what skull did they find like did they just dig up another body and like eureka here it is or is there just like skulls littered around in like fucking that time period you know what i mean well like, that's what happens when you get within 50 feet of a lady's period <laughs> everybody knows that yeah skulls appear yeah <laughs> It was probably in France, dude. They just probably walked down to the catacombs and just, like, fucking pulled what one is... from the shelf. Oh, it's like, I'm like, God, like, you're really harping on the French today for no reason. Oh, no, they got those catacombs. <laughs> I forgot about the catacombs. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, they, it's like a whole wall. You just roll in. You're like, oh, yeah. that skull looks cool. Just pull it out like a bowling ball. <laughs> Boink. Yeah. It's like a Jenga set. You just you just don't want to, you know, fuck the integrity up. <laughs> it's like, oh, so many people have been here. I don't want to topple this load-bearing pillar of skulls. <laughs> all right well we got that one right dude fucking a look at us yeah, look look at us man fucking rock and roll all right here we go two for three two for two for two for three man we did it <laughs> all right here we go fact number four 
There was only one piece of music that Mozart struggled to complete, the opening song to the opera Don Giovanni. After five years of writer's block and delaying the opera's premiere, he was only able to complete it after enlisting the help of a mentor. It's that dude, right? The dude we just right? fucking... Is it the guy? Yeah, the guy we just talked about, right? Yeah, Hayden. Skullban. Like, it was, just, it was just there. He's just like, he would have still been alive. 77 years old? He's like, hey, uh, look, dude, can you use your skull to help me, you know, write this symphony here? Uh, <laughs> uh, look, I know you're just acting stupid. You did this with Beethoven. Uh, <laughs> I know you didn't see that eye surgeon. You're not blind either. Come over here. Uh, <laughs> help me out. All right. I've been on this shit for five fucking years. <laughs> is that your is that your 77 year impression is that <laughs> well remember he was unable to communicate after a while no i thought he could commu- he can't compose right but he could talk because he couldn't communicate it oh i thought he couldn't like pay a piano but he could like think and talk and shit like i thought he, he just had think, arthritis he right that's my art that's that's the sound of arthritis <laughs> All right, all right, Hayden. Just quit drooling on yourself. Get over here. Uh, all right. Bang bang your head on the piano. Show me a symphony. Amazing. He can do it with just his nose. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, Mozart was pretty accomplished. I don't remember ever hearing him, like, the only time I've ever heard Mozart having a difficult time completing his symphony was when he was, like, his last one, right? And I thought he got Salieri to help him, didn't he? Right. I think, like, there was something about his last one, because it's, like, it's some number that, like, composers, um, like, it's it's supposed to have bad juju. Because it's, like, it's, like, the theory, I, and I can't remember if it starts with Mozart, that, like, if you make, I can't remember if it was, like, nine or whatever, if you make nine of them, like, the ninth one's the one that, uh, after like after you die, <laughs> it's some superstition that composers have. So do you just skip it to go to ten? Yeah, like there's a, like there's like a like an elevator or a thirteenth um, floor fucking um, loophole. Or what if you pump out ten before you die? Does that negate the curse? There's some yeah. There's something like that. Like you have I, I can't. So you release in exactly pairs is. is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Ah. right yeah you don't want to land on the odd number yeah right like you're just like oh here's mozart's symphony number nine and number 10's coming out like next week too Ooh, yeah so they're right i did this one part one part two so technically that's two different ones yeah technically so can't get me now fate um it can't be the guy we just talked about that's too easy right i mean it says mentor i mean honestly like they talk about like uh you know Bruce Lee taught Chuck Norris a little bit, right? Like, mentored him on some things. But, like, in the end, what you really find out is Chuck Norris is, like, super accomplished martial artist, and so is Bruce Lee. And they just kind of swap, like, techniques and talk about the difference in styles and shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, Bruce Lee did mentor Chuck Norris, but Chuck Norris also kind of mentored him. So it's like, what? how far can you say a mentor goes, right? So, like, right. Hayden mentored Mozart, but did he just, like, show him, like, you know, a chord progression? And it's like, now I've mentored you. 
Right. Well, I also think, too, like, back then, a mentor was more of a, like, a patron. Yeah. Like, they just paid for you to do your art. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe. So, I, I don't know. I don't know if that was, if it was a lot of, like, I showed him everything he knows. Yeah. Well, like, it did say tutor for Beethoven. So, that, I believe, was right. probably more of sitting down, kind of showing him how to mm-hmm. do things, right? But, I mean, if he's the father of the modern symphony or father of symphony or whatever i would assume he had a little bit more in the hand of mozart than just like you know look at mm. these three chord progressions i came up with last night and mozart's like oh that is cool yeah and like cool yeah. see you later oh, that's nice <laughs> yeah and then what is it from the movie where he's like ha <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> i would think that it's i don't know i, I i'm not i'm not having a feeling like this is true I'm feeling like this is false. I yeah, I, uh, I, I think it's false, honestly. I think I think Mozart had no problems finishing most of his symphonies outside of fucking dying. Right? Yeah, I, yeah, go, getting stabbed in the fucking eye. <laughs> you know what? I was having a good day. Then I got stabbed in the eye. <laughs> fucking Bach. And then, uh, then my dick fell off from syphilis. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wasn't fun. I'm going to tell you, that was a bad weekend. <laughs> tell you what, stay away from the Vienna's fucking Philharmonic. Yeah. Yeah, that'll make, you, that'll make your dicks fall off. <laughs> <laughs> Spent a day in there, and all of a sudden I walked out with syphilis. Like, what are the Ugh. odds? <laughs> oh, shit. All right, well, let's go false. Sound good? Yep. Let's do it. All right, we're going to go false. There was only one piece of music that Mozart struggled to complete and took him five years of writer's block, and he only could complete it after enlisting help of a mentor. Three, two, one, bam. It is false! Nice. The story goes that Mozart and his buddies went out drinking at the bar the night before the premiere of his opera masterpiece, Don Giovanni. He got super wasted, and then one of his friends said, Hey, don't you still have to write the opening song? He told him it's all here and pointed to his head. He left the bars around midnight to go back home and started trying to sober up. He wrote furiously all through the night while his wife read him children's stories and made him drink punch to keep him awake and to hopefully stave off a massive hangover. He ran the completed piece to the printers just in time for it to be included in the sheet music. The performers had to play it on the opening night by sight without any practice. This piece that he wrote in a matter of hours while drunk off his ass was described by one French composer as a work without a blemish. Mozart was full of weird flexes. He was was once commissioned to write an opera for a woman he disliked who was having an affair with an annoying co-worker. So he wrote the song to have a bunch of highs and lows back to back so she had to bob her head up and down stupidly like a chicken. <laughs> Petty office what? shit circa 19, 1790. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, commission an opera he disliked. Oh, okay. So she would sing it. She had to sing highs uh, and lows. Okay. And so you'd go. Okay, I was like, yeah. I was like, wait, what? So, so he thought it would be funny to write it back to back. So she goes, high, low, high, low, right? Right. And she'd bob her head up and down and look stupid. <laughs> mm, that's rad. <laughs> Dude, that's some, uh, what's his name? Uh, not Warhol. Uh, um, 
the guy from uh, Jim Carrey playing him in Man on the Moon. Uh, oh, uh, um, Andy fucking... Kaufman. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, that's some Kaufman level shit right there. You know what I mean? Like, that, I was like, that's some, that's some four D chess. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'll, I'll write one for you. Not a fucking problem, and it'll be yeah. good. There you go, <laughs> fucking chicken in. <laughs> yeah, like it'd be funnier if he started the insults there. He's like. I don't want to be pecky about this uh, symphony, but I'm going to really need to bring out those highs and those really low lows, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. going to peck at it. <laughs> I got to peck at it. I got to tell you, something's foul about this. <laughs> I don't want to keep you too cooped up right now. We got to get out and play this. <laughs> <laughs> be so fucking funny if that was like the dialogue (laughs) (laughs) all right we got that one right dude all right we're three for four right now we're having a good allegedly day let's do it all right here we go fact number five in 1960 a baritone opera singer stepped on stage at the met to perform the song la forza del destino the force of destiny by verde Verdi? Verdi? I don't know. In the third act, he belted out the final lines in the song Mori Tremenda or Tremenda Cosa, which means to die a tremendous thing. He then planted he, he then face planted and died. True. <laughs> He's like, look guys, dying sucks. Ugh! Tis irony that killed him. <laughs> They're like, no, that was it was definitely a heart attack. <laughs> Tis the beauty of the symphony that slayed the beast. No, I'm pretty sure it was that hernia. <laughs> this man has no dick. It was syphilis. Ah, <laughs> uh, he must be from Vienna. <laughs> this man was just playing a show at the Philharmonic. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it, but thank God there was no ladies around. Yeah. We don't want ladies to see this. They might get the wrong idea. 19th man was clearly too close to a lady who was on her period yeah i heard his woman just got her period that explains it Ugh. case closed well explain explains the two skulls <laughs> what skull is his i'm not sure he has one in his hand and then one on his head just bear him together check the music bump <laughs> check for the music bump you fool <laughs> all right well d- d- fucking why not like, I think I've heard this story. Now, whether or not it's true, like, it might have been a Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> I feel I've heard it, so I'm going to go with All right, let's go true. Fuck it. Why not, right? Why not? So we're going to go true that in 1960, a baritone opera singer stepped on stage and belted out the final lines of the song, which means to die is a tremendous thing. And then he planted his face and died. Her face planted and died. Three, two, one, bam! It is true! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that sucks for him. But. Yeah. says, ain't that some Final Destination shit? Leonard Warren was said to be, have been one of the best baritones of his time, and his eerie onstage death was haunted opera goers and performers alike. Quote from Classic FM, because of the death, superstition has attached itself with the opera and some even believing the opera is cursed this curse is reportedly supposed to have been kept paravoti away from even performing la forza del destino 
Parvati? Pavarotti. Pavarotti. Oh, is that the playhouse? What's that? Is that a playhouse? No, that's the singer. Oh. So he died of either a cerebral hemorrhage or a heart attack. Or a curse. In a, <laughs> in a separate incident at the Met in 1996, the Washington Post reported that the tenor Richard Russell, Rosali fell 10 feet off of a ladder at the Met during a performance, landed on his back with his arms outstretched on stage immediately after singing the line, You Can Only Live So Long. The Met had also also had a patron jump from the balcony during a performance of Macbeth in 1988. Yeah, I don't think it's the play. I think it's the Met. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think the opera had anything to do with it. The Met's a fucking haunted house, apparently. Where's the Met at? Uh, New York, I believe. So, yeah, that shit's haunted, right? Like, right? They're just like, there's something going on. He hates these plays. People right. keep jumping <laughs> from the balcony. Watch out. He hates these plays. Oh, God, more plays. Oh, all these plays. <laughs> Glad you got the reference. Yeah. Oh, God, <laughs> more plays. <laughs> Get out of the way. Get out of the way. <laughs> this man hates plays. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's exactly what fucking happened. Like, they're like, ah, we can't play these plays anymore. It's like, ah, maybe we should stop allowing people to, like, jump from the balcony <laughs> maybe we should have harnesses to protect our actors that slip on ladders right maybe we should build better sets <laughs> yeah because we only hearing about the one line the dude like fell off the ladder right mm-hmm. after singing a line how many people fell off the ladder unironically like this dude was changing a light bulb uh he fell so maybe we should yeah maybe we should include the top steps of the ladder and widen the frame you know these pencil thin frames are just not good the only thing that's haunted around here is your fucking labor law yeah <laughs> fucking for real dude <laughs> <laughs> well we got it though yeah boy. dude we got fucking four out of five i don't even know if we need a bonus this could be an assisted five for five only one way to find out. All right, let's do it. Here we go. Optional bonus. This one goes out. Shout out to Classic FM. Plus one bonus if you can guess which of the following is a classical composer and not a pasta variety. (laughs) (laughs) All right. A, Penotini. B, Toffoli. Or C, Sopresi. Sopresi? S-O-P-R-E-S-E? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. What are you feeling? A, so B, or C, to pick bro? The composer, not the noodle. Yeah, which one's not a, pro- okay. a pot? So one is not a pasta for variety. Which one sounds better if you sing it? Pinotini. That's pretty good. That's, that's not bad. Too fully, too fully, too fully. That one's pretty good too. Mm. <laughs> so priest. It sounds delicious. <laughs> so so priest. So 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 priest. You gotta, you gotta roll the R's. So please. <laughs> so what are you feeling? I think I think it's C. So please. So please. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Then we're gonna go C. So please, as a classical poster and not a pasta variety. Three, two, one, bam! It's a pintoni, pinto. Wait, pinotini. We were off. It's A. Which one was that? A. <laughs> A- oh. <laughs> Maria. I was like, oh, that one sounded the most delicious. 
Maria Teresa Agnesi Pinotini is an 18th century... That's a made-up name. Yeah, seriously. It's an 18th century female Italian composer that we know very little about. Because back then, people didn't, uh, people just didn't think women's lives or accomplishments were worth like, documenting. I'm like, that's false. We all know they couldn't be composers back yeah, then. Yeah, no. We know very little about her education or the timeline of her compositions, and many of her works are lost. Although we know from performance records that they did exist at one time. Tufoli pasta is basically ragatini, but with shorter, girthier noodles. So priest means surprise in Italian. So priest pasta is basically a tortellini, but the surprise is that there's no delicious filling inside, which sounds shitty. Surprise, empty noodle pocket, pass. <laughs> surprise, we conned you. Isn't uh, isn't an empty noodle pocket what Mozart died of? (laughs) Surprise, you're dead. Surprise, (laughs) surprise, syphilis. (laughs) And he's just like, ha ha, dies. (laughs) Hold on, I gotta finish this real quick. (laughs) Where's my goddamn punch? (laughs) Keep me awake. Oh, shit. Well, we got a four out of five, dude. We did it. We fucking did it. We know a little bit more now about classical composers (laughs) and how much chaos they bring. (laughs) Also, a nice pasta dish, apparently. Sounds... The last one sounds terrible. The second one sounds fine. Yeah, that's what... uh, Just one. Just one good pasta dish. (laughs) All right, dude. You ready to close this one out? Let's do it. And there you have it. That was this week's Allegedly Podcast. Go ahead and follow us on all the socials at allegedly uh if you'd like to get a hold of us email us at allegedly.podcast at gmail.com find us every monday at spotify apple music or wherever you're listening to your podcast right now and until next time see you around we'll see you around did you like it i loved it thank you <laughs>